Hi everyone, this is Peter Van Tyne at First Love Ministries. Today's podcast with Mark Fee is part five of his message, God's Extreme Makeover. We're so glad that you've tuned in to this week's edition. So let's get right to the message. Here's Mark. And right at that time, I was memorizing Psalm 9014, where Moses says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. And I held on to that image. While I was memorizing that every day, I said, Father, I am going to come and grab hold of your leg again this morning and say, I'm not letting go till you satisfy me this morning with your unfailing love so that I can sing for joy and be glad all my days. That was a profound image. And that's how I began my alone time every day for that season was just, here I am, Lord, you know, satisfy me. It's as I was doing those kinds of things that God helped me. You realize how many verses always have some kind of word picture associated with them. Last weekend at the top of Mount Agamemnon, you know, that thing in Maine. But it was so fun, it was gorgeous. And realizing that not too often do you have a gathering out there on top of a mountain like that. But then it just so hit me where I made everybody, I just said, look, don't look at me, look up. Look up and stare at the sky and now listen to the Lord say, to me belong the heavens, the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. Yet I set my affection on you and I chose you and I love you. Or I made him look again and I said, look, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is my love for you who fear me. And then I made him look, look to the east, look to the west, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your transgressions from you. And you're just staring going, wow. And you know the coolest part is as I was learning those is that I'm the one that more often than not walks our dog. And the cool part is that as I'm out there, what that's done is it's become a new trigger. So when I see stars, when I see the sky, when I see the trees, those now have become new triggers for me that instantly bring those verses to mind. And I just hear the Lord say, Mark, remember, to me all this belongs, but I've set my affection on you. The bottom line, guys, is that we have to get it into us. But here's the thing. I could give you those three verses in third person, where David says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. I could give you 1 John 3, 1, where I just say the truth. How great is the love that God has lavished on us that we should be called his child, a child of God, and that's what you are. Great truth. Or the last thing when Jesus says, and Father, I pray that they would know and that the world would know that you love them even as you love me. Great truth. He loves you even as he loves Jesus. Now, you can conceptually even install that information, but I'm convinced that it'll produce very little transformation in you. What I'm trying to help you understand is that what changes us is that the truth gets installed into us as an experience, and that's when it really gets in there. That might actually get in there and stay in there because Jesus says, as you've been loved, then you'll love. And so I recognize for some of you, you're just like, man, that's so out there. That's so beyond me. I can't, I can't, I can't. But I want to challenge you with this. The bottom line is, is that you can. 
The issue is not whether you can or can't. The issue is whether you will or won't. You know, I remember the first time I heard the Lord even say that to me when he said, Mark, do you know that I love you even as I love Jesus? And I went, that's a lie. I called God a liar. But inside my core, I believed it because I thought, well, of course you could love Jesus because he never sinned and he was perfect and he's your son. Now you're trying to tell me that you love me even as you love Jesus? And all it did is suddenly blew up into my face all of these years and years and years that I thought I knew about God's unconditional love, but what that moment showed is that I had tons of lies in me that said, no, nobody, even God, doesn't just love you. You get loved because of what you do or don't do. And of course you'd love Jesus more than me. And all of a sudden, I had something I had to put in my job site. And I had to go, Lord, what is messed up in me? That that was my reaction. See, that's the other thing that happens is that people know that God loves them all their lives, but what I've watched happen again and again and again is when they hear and experience the truth, it's amazing how quickly it will uncover stuff that you didn't even know. You didn't even know those lies were there. You didn't even know how much unconsciously you were living out of something else until that moment. Well, even recently, as I've been preparing for this, God showed me that there was an area in my life and he was really putting his finger on it and go, Mark, you need to do this. And this is where this came from because I was three weeks ago, they gave me time to prepare and I'm sitting there and I got to this part about fear and trembling. <laughs> and then I looked at my journal and earlier that day I had put, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And all of a sudden he said, oh yes, you can. It's just whether you will or won't. So finally, God helped me to do the first step, and last Monday night, I specifically asked my group, I need to tell you these things. As soon as I got there, I was trying to find every way to leave. And they finally cornered me, and I said, okay, I will, I will, I will. So then I shared the stuff, place where I'm stuck, I get it all out there, and then they go, oh, Mark, that's great, let's pray for you. And I went, no. And I said, is that you can't or you won't? <laughs> and I said, I won't. I said, I feel like I was able to do this much tonight. And I'm really afraid because I think if he heals me, then it's gonna make me vulnerable to that pain again. And I need him to touch my fear so I can say I will. I'm still learning and growing. But the bottom line is, is this is how we change. This is how we grow. This is how we're transformed. And so my prayer is that you would do the work, not for any other reward other than the reward of giving God pleasure. Remember he says, for this is his good pleasure, for joy in your life, for the joy of others, for the joy of freedom, oh my gosh. But that you do the work. Do the work of reprogramming the bad things, installing the new stuff making a job site, asking the Holy Spirit for help. And as we talk a little bit more about first love and we're asking you to get involved in a quad and you see what it is, even now you might start praying and going, Lord, man, my temperament, my New England culture, my everything says, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. And would you please help me to start saying, no, I can't. It's whether I will or I won't. And isn't it really good news that we talked about earlier that if you'll just say, Father, help me, he says, I am. I'm at work to will 
and to work, to help you to will and to help you do the work. Thank God. Right? Isn't that good? What I'd like us to do is to kind of let Paul sum up these ideas a little bit by looking at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, where Paul says, As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But now with this remaining piece, what I want to do is literally let the Word of God speak. It's in third person, but I want you to hear it from the Lord, first person. Verse 4. But because of my great love for you, Because I am rich in mercy, I, your God, made you alive with Christ, even when you were dead in your transgressions. It's by my grace you've been saved. And I've raised you up with Christ and seated you with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages I might show the incomparable riches of my grace expressed in my kindness to you in Christ Jesus. For it's by grace I saved you through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is my gift, not by your works, so that no one can boast. You see, you are my workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which I prepare in advance for you to do. Word of God speak. Isn't that amazing? And what I love about that is that that's, again, language of extreme makeover. That's not just saving you for you to get by. I mean, God's done this amazing thing in us. And what I love is that it's just another new text of him saying that here in the NIV, it says that we are God's workmanship. But actually, in the updated NIV, it says handiwork. And in the New Living Translation, he says, masterpiece. And that's what we are. That's what God's doing in us, is that he saved us by his grace, seated us with Jesus so that he could make us into his handiwork, into his masterpiece. That's extreme makeover language to me. Well, then we talked about the fact that that extreme makeover is being made into the likeness of Jesus. Well, look what Paul says over in chapter 4, verse 24. He says, put on the new self, listen, created to be like God. Woo, that's extreme. Hello. He wants to make you to be created like God in true righteousness and holiness. So how's that going to happen? Well, here's that renewing the mind thing. Let's back up to verse 17. He says, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. My father is the lead editor on the team for the NIV and I actually asked him if he'd put in, instead of futility of their thinking, stinking thinking. (laughs) But they didn't buy that. No longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking, which is stinking thinking. 
They are darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. Yikes. But here's the renewed mind part. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new, where? In the attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true holiness and righteousness. Man, that's extreme. God's got an ambitious plan for your life. <laughs> Hoopie doopy. Go God. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Mark will return with his regular weekly podcasts in two weeks. And if you'd like to learn more information or subscribe to First Love Ministries e-newsletter, you can do so by visiting firstlovedministries.com. God bless and have a great day.